Welcome to The Voice of Value, an API podcast for property professionals where we explore insights, issues, opportunities, and the careers of a range of leaders across our ecosystem. I'm Amelia Hodge, CEO of the API. This week, we're speaking to Jody Rolfe, a CPV at Optian, an API associate, and I'm told Tasmania's only specialist rural valuer. Welcome, Jody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So to start things off, can you tell us a little bit about your current role and uh, your career? so far? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So I currently manage um, the agribusiness department for Tasmania. Um, I'm based in southern Tasmania. Uh, However, I value farms uh, statewide um, around Tasmania. So a fair bit of travelling involved. Yeah, I imagine. uh, And all all different sort of farms? Do you have vineyards? Is that incorporated in agriculture? Yeah, definitely. So um, uh, this fair bit of uh, range of properties that we value. Yeah. So definitely uh, viticulture uh, mm-hmm. or vineyard properties, horticulture, uh, broad acre grazing and cropping, um, uh, and dairy as well, and, and forestry. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I just, I, I love the agricultural sector of this profession. I just think there's so much diversity and also opportunity. Um, I was speaking with someone recently about all these new natural capital markets that are coming out of um, all of the new policy settings of the new Labor government. Not yeah. that the policy settings are out yet, but but things around biodiversity offsets and um, clean Definitely. water offsets. And yeah. so, we, farming and trading and Yep. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to kind of know. I know. In the not just valuing the property but also understanding, you know, the business or people's operations as well. Yes. Um, and yeah. for farmers to really sort of drought proof or, you know, crisis proof their property with other alternative sources of revenue, I guess, is the the new exciting opportunity. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. And we're also finding, you know, corporate purchase and things are, are quite interested, not just the um, you know, the income producing part of the property, but also, you know, the benefits of you know, uh, carbon farming or uh, having balanced properties. Mm. So not just so much, uh, you know, gun ho we need, need to make a lot of money off, yep. this, off this property and that's our only focus. Yep. Um, and that's what I'm finding just talking to, a, a, you know, a wide range of farmers is mm. it's not just about, it's a big part of it, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> having an income producing property, but also having a balanced uh, property that kind of, you know, planting trees and tree lines, you mm. know, it can benefit. Um, and that's Line. And koala offsets, and you know, back back in the day, when I worked in a lot of infrastructure projects, I uh, worked on a coal seam gas project in southwest Queensland. Just spent um, a lot of time understanding farmers' operations, and yes. you know, there, there was a newly emerging secondary source of revenue on their farms is coal seam gas. Yeah. Very controversial, yes, I know, yeah. but um, it really sort of taught me taught me a lot about farming operations and how I ask the questions. That's and it. so I can see that that would be a really interesting part of your day. Yeah, exactly. And, and I find like speaking to, you know, generational farmers where there is property value to get a snapshot yes. and to understand, you know, the value of different land types, um, you know, uh, different parts of Tasmania with different climates and rainfall. Oh, true. You know, so you've know, got to be a meteorologist as well, have you? Yeah, it's, it's quite diverse, but to just to get that snapshot of, mm. um, you know, somebody's farm that they've been, you know, running for decades. Generations. You know, it's, yeah, it's quite special to have that conversation mm. with the farmer. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you're going back to the office and you're writing up your valuation report. Uh, but just that insight 
and and the information yeah. that you gain uh, makes it a really rich career. I imagine. It does, mm. yeah. And I hear that sometimes you're jetted about in a helicopter onto some of your jobs. <laughs> I, yes, I have them, which is sometimes you plunge in like Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, there, there was one property there that um, uh, it was lambing lamb, lambing season. Uh, Northeast Tasmania, and the the farmer there was a a, a um, cast sheep, mm-hmm. and we actually flew down in the helicopter, and um, I hopped out, and the blades are still going of the helicopter, and uh, you know we we top we turn the sheep over and, and and got it up and kind of walk wow. walking off and off back in the helicopter to look at the land, which was which was quite remarkable. You must uh, have lots of stories like that, too. Yeah, yeah, that was I suppose that was one of one of the highlights, but uh, yeah, it, it's more like a, a mainland trend. I think yeah. to jump in a helicopter, not, not quite t- Tasmania, but not, not, not lambs. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, what led you to working in the property sector in the first instance? What drew you to this particular career? I had. Well, it wasn't really straightforward, I suppose. Um, my passion in agriculture uh, was really uh, where I met with the property industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I started off. Um, Obviously, you know, high school, college, mm-hmm. and then uh, I did a certificate too in agriculture. I um, saw that. Yeah, so a qualification, um, and I, my principal at the time at high school actually let me do that when I was in grade nine, which was a great opportunity. Wow. Uh, to kind of um, understand what the agricultural industry had to offer, mm-hmm. um, which. Which you know, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity, um, a lot of physical, physically demanding jobs, as as well as yeah. you know, the technology and science in, yeah. in agriculture. Um, I was going to after year twelve go on to do an agricultural science degree or look at agricultural colleges. Um, however, I was uh, doing some farm work, working in the shearing sheds um, with my partner. He's his boss and he was a farmer as well as a property valuer oh really yeah which he um always said that he had a town job as, as well as his farm job yep. and when i was doing rouseabouting work in the shearing shed i actually asked well what is your town job mm. and it was just a a very um you know off-the-cuff conversation and he said, well, this is what I do and he valued rural property Mm -hmm. as well as residential. So I said, well, that sounds great. I'm at the end of my year 12 trying to figure out what I'm going to do and he offered uh, for me to come along with him for the day uh, or for a couple of days and and, and look at what... so generous. Yeah, and and look at what the property valuation industry was was about. Um, I really like the idea of, um, I suppose... Having an office component mm. as well as being out and about, yes. seeing the countryside um, and, and not just stuck in an, an office job and, and that link and I, back I to it, agriculture, I suppose. I think it probably helped. Does that help you understand the operations of the farm that you could now go and value? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yes, I suppose the certificate two in agriculture um, is quite a lower certificate compared mm-hmm. to, you know, what, what you can get um, at TAFE. TAFE courses, mm-hmm. but definitely gave me a bit of an understanding. Um, and, and with that, I did, you know, wool classing, judging, um, showing cattle and sheep, and, you know, a wide range of, um, you know, different farm work. So mm-hmm. it gave me a bit of a passion for, for working within the agricultural industry. Uh, and then on the back of that, 
you know, I could link this property yes. valuation yes. Um, and going to university to... Where did you study? I studied at uh, Central Queensland U- uh-huh. University, so yep. CQU. Yep. Yeah, and it was all through correspondence. Uh, so, so never flew over Queensland and, under, you know, did any courses or it anything. It took one up there yeah. for you anyway. That's it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. What a, you're like the poster child for the diverse property profession that, that we have. And I think, you know, the, the generosity of the community in supporting younger people in entering the industry, like that's such a typical story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's the to be able to specialise in mm. the property uh, valuation industry and within, you know, whether you're doing commercial or specialising yeah. in residential. In your passion or, area. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the people that you you meet. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, for sure. So from your perspective, what do you see as some of the opportunities but also the issues? Sometimes there are two sides of the same coin um, in the sector at the moment. Yeah, um, I think the opportunities are endless in the valuation industry. Uh, there's definitely a lot of work opportunities, uh, especially for regional locations. Yes. yes. Uh, and I suppose rural valuation is, is, is where my kind of heart and passion is. Uh, yeah, I just find the work very varied and, um, you know, I suppose it's kind of never-ending Mm. self-improvement or, or opportunities uh, it's never stagnant no no the work no um it's never that. never really monotonous because of the different uh property types yes uh, yes you know going from your one day you're valuing you know an orchard the next day you're valuing a dairy uh so it's never never stagnant <laughs> either i was love that crispness of a of a morning out on, in the country yes yeah no um, and, and so from your perspective some of the issues that you think we might need to solve we need to think about in the next little while what are, what are you seeing from what your perspective um, I, I think one of the big things I've seen in my career um, I've been working in the industry for 11 and a half years now and, and from my time I think it's retiring staff mm-hmm. you know they have a world of knowledge uh, a passion for the industry as well but there comes a time when yes. a valuer has to retire and I, I think within my career and you know being able to value agricultural properties uh, I've really been in the right place at the right time mm. and had some pretty inspirational valuers uh, to kind of take me under their wing, I suppose, mm. um, and, and and to help me out. But I think it's a, a big issue because when somebody retires, that knowledge just... Yeah, we want to get better at trying to put frameworks and structures into retaining that knowledge. And with the ageing demographic of the yeah. profession also, yeah. um, we have seen quite a lot of retirements, more so last year than this year. I think the industry is so busy. I know I was talking to one firm recently and they were getting on the phone to any valuer they had, that had worked for them previously. Yes. <laughs> Get them to come back. Yes, it seems like a bit of a theme at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Every valuation firm is ringing another valuation yeah. firm. Yeah. Uh, but, but what I found, I've, I haven't worked for a different valuation company. I've always been at what was Brothers and & Newton and, and then merged with Optium. Mm-hmm. So I've always been with the same company. I think that helps from my perspective, to build relationships mm. 
people see that you're in it for the long haul and that's when they, you know, will say, look, I I'm at, actually am retiring in two or three years. Yes. Are you interested in, you know, this field? Let me take you under your, yeah. under, under my wing. For that last little while. Yeah, 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 and kind of I think when somebody leaves the industry and they have that wealth of knowledge, they do want to pass it on, mm-hmm. but it's just being in that right place. Oh, get a value to talk about his, his career. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's so many wonderful stories that, uh, that I've certainly heard over the, the, my years in this seat. Yeah, that's it. Um, some of the broad themes um, occurring around the sector at the moment, around ESG and climate change, I mean, you particularly see a lot of climate change and sustainability initiatives and issues, I imagine. Yeah. Um, what are you seeing having an impact on the industry in those areas? On the valuation mm. industry? Mm. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably like to talk about, um, you know, cyber risk mm-hmm. and, and just from my time in my career, you know, we I started off being assistant to valuers mm. and everything was paper files. Uh, yes. You'd, you'd set up a residential run for a value for the day and you'd find those four or five, uh, you know, physical hard copy files yep. with your rapid sketch plans or hand-drawn plans. And, you you know, you'd pull them out and give them their list for the day. All, and all that paper. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's it. And put them in their pigeonholes. Um, and just the way things have changed, everything's online now. Yeah. Uh, so I think cyber risk is quite a... Uh, you don't have those paper files. Everything's scanned in mm. or kept on the computer. So um, I think... I think that's quite a big getting across that risk. I think and educating you know from an API perspective trying to educate as many of our members as possible in yes. that regard and what are the other things they need to be thinking about with their systems or processes that's it mm. yeah and, and from what I've seen at Optian uh, they do a great job mm. uh, with their cyber protection we do get um, emails come through that we we need to be we're not aware that they're going to come through but it's a bit of a mm. every um, company has yeah. All yeah. my stuff. We have a running joke in the API <laughs> at the moment. They're going, oh, Amelia wants $50,000 for something again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's emails that, that they make up that are by all intents and purposes look like they've come from me. Yes. Asking for fifty thousand dollars for something or and can you, you pay this can either. you pay yeah, yes, yes. And, and that's what Optium do for right. us as well. It's 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 random mm. that they send through an email and it's the IT team um, just testing their values yes. to make sure our IT that, team does it. You know that we are protecting it's like, oh I know what this is. <laughs> um, so that's really good. Um and just other things as well with the whole cyber um risk I suppose or just um looking after your own, uh, you know, databases is like within Optian, uh, you know, and and you know, valuing properties. Of course, you have contracts of sales. Yeah, it may just may just be the knowledge between you know the purchase of the vendor, mm. the real estate agent, and the value who comes along and values that property. Now that information can be quite quite sensitive. Mm. You're there to do a job um, and even to the point of putting that information in your database, Optium does have certain controls that we can lock that information mm. just for us until we know that it's safe to put it in our reports. Um, and oh, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, so, so the actual value who collected that information, it's not just going in our system, even for our internal valuers, mm. uh, and that person who's put it in the system can control all that information until it's, you know, a broader knowledge, I suppose. Um, yeah, so, so not just external 
risks with with you know cyber or using computer systems and technology it's also internal mm. as as well so then we don't you know have a hiccup and, and information no, that's right <laughs> and look mistakes yeah. happen but yes. i think you know you have to try to mitigate as many um, from the system as possible yes yeah you have to kind of technology can work against you yes but it also needs to work with you yeah yeah so um Jodie, tell me what you do outside of work for your to look after your own physical and mental health. Yeah, um, I think definitely not just sitting in front of a computer screen if, if things aren't working or if you've got to go away and have, mull over mm. certain aspects of evaluation or a property. Um, not procrastinating, but just going away from it for a while and then coming back when you're feeling a bit fresher, a better mindset. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I suppose my hobbies and interests and things, uh, you know, I enjoy horse riding um that's a great lovely yeah a great hobby that when you're riding a horse there's nothing else you can really think of um other than you know riding that horse and, mm. and knowing where you're going uh, so, and i think exercise as well a few long walks and uh, we have a small uh, a small farm so just uh, pottering around yep. helping out where i can sounds beautiful yeah on the farm um yeah and so I love being in the garden as well that's always oh it's nothing better than being in the garden yes that's it so in the next five years if you were to have a crystal ball you know where do you see your career going or what are your special um, wishes for yourself I guess um, and what do you see as some of the challenges that the industry needs to think about in the next five years yeah um, I think opportunities mm. um, and where I kind of see do you mean myself yeah. in the industry yeah I think throughout my working life it's it's you have kind of ebbs and flows you have like tough months and yes. then easier months and it's just you know with, with the type of work you have on or your workflow processes so I'm quite quite passionate about you know forming new work um habits I suppose mm -hmm. uh, so finding better efficiencies in the valuation processes yeah. uh, at the moment our agribusiness department uh, you know on a national level is actually looking into our report templates and trying to kind of sharpen up our databases and yes. things like that yes. just, uh, and just having a bit of input mm. um, we're quite open and opt in to have input into you know, improving mm. um, efficiencies and, uh, you know, there's some things you can do yourself on a personal level and there's other things that you can kind of mm. take the ride with, with the company and, yeah. and, and work, you know, working groups. I think there's a big opportunity for the industry as a, the sector as a whole to yes. really think about what do the reports actually need to look like? What What's the decision that needs to be made at the other end of this report? That's it. And what do we need to put in there? Yes. You know, we don't need to put in 150 pages of no, you irrelevant stuff. That's it, yeah, it has, <laughs> to, has to be relevant. It was a GFC once, you know. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but also what standards necessarily sit beside that as well. Um, That's it. And how do we how do we lead the, the industry in that in that regard? I think there's a big opportunity for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I suppose some of the, the challenging uh, parts for the industry I think definitely uh, staffing uh, and promoting yes. the yes. industry. Yes. You know, it is a re rewarding career. Mm -hmm. You have to work at it. Uh, you know, there's it's quite a lengthy process. You know, your degree and qualifications. Um, 
it is difficult going from you know RPV to being fully qualified. Yes. And then specialising down the track. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're just going to stick at it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really hard thing. Um, that a really hard aspect when somebody's just starting off their property degree kind of visualising where, where they can end up. Yes, yes. And I think, we you know, we need to play a, a large part in that. I mean, we have the, the this podcast is, you know, going to be used to share the the diversity of the profession and share the rewarding careers that it can offer. Yes. I know at certain career expos, people don't know what a valuer is necessarily unless they've had someone in the family or, or uh, you know, a neighbour who's a valuer. Yes. So it's not something that people know. So we are doing a lot more work with careers advisors um, in schools and participating in expos to raise that profile. Yes, yeah, and I definitely find that, and Mm -hmm. especially in Tasmania where, you know, the University of Tasmania, we don't offer... The property, no. the property course. So it's not something that you think of leaving, leaving year twelve yes. and having a career in, yes. in property, you know, in the property industry, as as well as you know valuation. Yes, correct. Uh, and I think sometimes the the I guess the. The stringent first couple of years in, in regarding to in regards to valuation also lead people to say, "Oh, hang on, is funds management or real estate investment trusts or property development a bit sexier? I might go. I might go over and do that." Yes. Um, yes. And we do see quite a lot of young YPP, particularly members, start to drift over to those parts of the property profession. Yes. In fact, you know, I think Jackson and Charter Halls of the world actively steal them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. So, but I do think staffing is an issue um, and it might just be that it's part of the property cycle, but I can't see it coming off like a cliff. No, that, that's it. And property valuation, no, I mm. think the surety in it as a career uh, and coming back to why I didn't choose probably like an agricultural science degree, I didn't yes. know what what job I was going to have at the, the end of it. There's endless opportunities, mm. don't get me wrong, in the agricultural industry. Um, but for me, just knowing I was going to, after a three-year degree, be able to become a property valuer, um, you know, actually make a career out of that. Yes, it's, we need to be spreading the news. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Jodie, taking time out of your busy day. I know that you've travelled a little way to, to join us, but it's been great to hear about the career. Thank you so much. So thanks for listening to The Voice of Value. Today we shared our time with Jodie Roll, a certified practising valuer specialising in agricultural valuations at Optian in Tasmania. Please join us again for future podcasts. You can find our podcasts on Apple, Spotify and any other podcast platforms. Thank you.